Well, hey, everybody. Happy New Year. You have found me here at the intersection of faith and culture. This is the Heidi St. John podcast, and today is Mailbox Monday. And for the first day of a brand new year, I'm going to be answering listener questions. Today, we're going to be focusing a little bit on what it looks like for parents and grandparents to pass down godly character traits to their children. Thank you for joining me at the Off the Bench podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So we are really excited here to be starting a brand new year. You guys, you made it. You made it to 2024. I am really thrilled about what God's going to do in 2024. And I think it's so important for us to start off the new year right, to make a commitment to being in the Word of God. You guys have heard me say before that I'm I'm not a really big fan of New Year's resolutions, I think, as a general rule. They set us up for failure, particularly if we're looking at it like, I'm going to try this thing I've never tried before and just go at it with all the gusto that you can possibly imagine. Uh, Maybe a really good uh, example of this is going to be my sourdough starter. I told you guys that in the middle of the Rona, when my life was falling apart underneath me and people were yelling at us at the grocery store and the airlines were crazy and all of the uh, events that I had planned for that year and actually the subsequent year were being canceled, I turned to something to sort of like a new hobby, something to learn. I turned to making sourdough bread. I'm really happy that I did not say, I'm going to make myself an artisan loaf of sourdough bread because you know what? It took me a year to figure that part out. And I I want you to think about the new year, not in terms necessarily of a resolution, but of a lifestyle. What kind of a lifestyle do we want to be living? If we want to be slowing down a little bit in 2024, do we want to be listening more for the voice of the Lord in our lives and directing, taking our family a different direction in 2024? There are so many important things that God would have us focus on. And one of the most important things is character. It's passing character, good character traits onto our children. Uh, Angela in California wrote in to say, when the children's behavior is not what it should be, you have mentioned character before curriculum. Can you give examples or suggestions on what to do to work on character, please? Well, first of all, Angela, this is a great New Year's goal to really be teaching our children what godly character looks like. And this is something that I focused on quite heavily in the years that I was training my children. I believe what I said to be absolutely true. Character always trumps curriculum every single time. Curriculum before uh, character winds you up with a child that, that believes that the highest goal is knowledge, but it's not the highest goal. The highest goal is wisdom. It's be able to apply the things that we've learned and to be able to use the, the skills and abilities that God has given us to further the kingdom and for the glory of God. So first we have to understand what we mean when we talk about Christian character. Well, Christian character is what reflects our relationship with the Lord. So we learn and build Christian character as we grow closer to God and follow what God says to be true in his word. And you guys have heard me say over the years, probably a hundred times, you can't pass on what you don't possess. You cannot pass on what you don't possess. And so the very first rule of passing godly character onto your children is to wait for it, wait for it, demonstrate that character yourself. We want to be known as men and women who live out the things that we say. Uh, There's nothing more frustrating to a child, especially to an adult child, than noticing that their parents or their grandparents 
or that teacher that they've been studying under for years or that professor at their university is nothing but a hypocrite. And so we can't pass on what you don't possess. I cannot tell you how many times my kids have probably, you know, seen me uh, act in a rude manner or uh, say something that I shouldn't have said. And I sound just like them when I'm correcting them and your kids know that. And so we want to tell our children, listen, don't just do what I say, do as I do. This is the apostle Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. And so the first thing we want to start doing for our kids, if you're not doing it already, uh, it's never too late to start. If you've got grandkids, if your kids are in their teens or their twenties, or you've got little ones, never too late to pray that God would give them a burden to have godly character in their lives. We cannot force our children to have godly character. We can't even really force ourselves to have godly character. Godly character, according to the Bible, is a fruit of the Spirit. It's evidence of God's Spirit at work in our lives. And we're going to have lots of opportunities, I think, over the next year to see whether or not the we really believe what we say uh, we believe. And that comes out when we don't get our way in, say, I don't know, an election. That comes out when we get devastating news or we are dealing with a difficult situation. That godly character really comes out on display when we enter into trials. And so when you talk about training children in godly character traits, I always like to tell parents, I look for, first of all, things in my children that I see that are good. And I want to say, man, you know, I noticed that you answered your brother in a gentle way today. Gentleness is a fruit of the spirit. And it's so pleasing to God to see this, this in your life. But if I can't demonstrate gentleness to my kids, then it doesn't do me very much good to say, wow, I just saw you being gentle. Good job. That's what you're supposed to do. So we want to go with one character trait for our children at a time. And you can either do this in a, uh, in a manner that is planned in advance, you know, maybe you, you write out the fruits of the spirit, you know, gentleness, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control, or you pick character traits, those things, which you want your children to exhibit. And then you write them out and you work on these things, one character trait at a time. So I, I thought I would just for the sake of time today, give you just a couple things that I think are really important character traits, and we can read about them in the Bible. These are not hard to look up. So if you wanted to look up Bible verses, for example, on the very first character trait, that character trait is honesty. God's word has a lot to say about lying. God doesn't like it when we lie. He wants us to be truthful. So, And, and we want our children to understand that honesty is more than just telling the truth to other people. It's also about being truthful with ourselves. So maybe a willingness to accept our own mistakes. So you might look at a child who you have just... Uh, you have just had to correct. Maybe you had to correct him because of the way he was treating his sister. Or maybe you had to correct him because of uh, of something that you were working on that he didn't get, but he doesn't want to see that he has the flaw in his life. You can also say, hey, there's, there's another character trait in here, and that is honesty. You need to be honest about the situation that you find yourself in. Uh, sometimes we used to say to our kids, well, look, if it isn't the consequences of your own decisions, right? Our actions carry with them consequences. And we want to be honest about that. But honesty is a really important uh, character trait that we want to instill in our children. And a concrete way to instill this character trait into your children is to tell them stories that revolve around dishonest characters. There's a lot of those 
those in the Bible that we can read from. I would say, I would encourage you, look at the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, I love the Bible in stories. You guys have heard me talk about it here on the show. You could look up a character trait in the back of that book in the index, and you could find Bible stories that will reinforce that character trait in your kids. Another character trait we want to instill in our children is kindness. Boy, this was lacking in COVID, wasn't it? Kindness was uh, just gone in COVID. According to Mother Teresa, she said this, and I love it. We cannot do great things on this earth, only small things with great love. And so what what might it look like to help your children um, foster kindness? It's for sure, it's writing thank you notes. We've lost the art of thank you notes uh, in the culture that we live in, in the age of texting. Uh, thank you notes are really important. A letter of appreciation to maybe some people that wrote to your children or sent them Christmas gifts this Christmas. Uh, ask them, your children to pay it forward by writing them a thank you note that's going to bless them in return. Another character trait that comes to mind, especially for me, this is, was a really important one in the last couple of years, and that is the trait of perseverance. I've always told my children that perseverance is patience under pressure. And if you are homeschooling your children, especially if you're homeschooling your kids. Um, and even if you're not, but I just think, boy, if you're the primary teacher for your children and you're sitting down at the kitchen table and you're working through a math lesson or you're reading them a story or whatever, and you notice that your kids are being impatient with each other, this is what I mean when I say character always trumps curriculum every single time. One of the benefits of being a homeschool parent is that you, when you notice a child is having a difficult time with a character trait that you're trying to instill, or they're not demonstrating kindness, or they're not demonstrating patience, or maybe they've told you a lie, or they've been dishonest about the work that they were supposed to be doing. You have the opportunity to set down the curriculum and train the child in the thing that matters more than the curriculum, and that is the character traits that you see them exhibiting. So perseverance is being determined to accomplish something Despite obstacles, despite failures, it's sticking with it. It maybe you teach your child perseverance through piano lessons. We did that a lot with our kids. All seven of our children took piano lessons. Uh, some of them uh, stayed with it all the way through high school, and and a couple of them didn't. But we started them in piano lessons because we wanted them to learn not only a skill, but we also wanted them to learn a character trait, and that character trait was perseverance. When you feel like you just can't get that song or you can't get the 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 tempo right that your teacher is trying to teach you about, perseverance is what we want to develop in our children. Uh, another character trait that's essential for children is respect. We live in a in a culture that has very little respect for anyone. And uh, I saw a long time ago, I want to say this was probably in the 70s, but there was a bumper sticker and it said, question authority. And I think this was the beginning of what they really meant was don't have respect for authority. And we certainly saw that in the 60s and the 70s. And respect is something that is absolutely essential to children. It helps them understand the value of, their pe of other people, and it helps them understand their place in this world. We should teach our children that respect is a vital part of interacting with other human beings, and it starts at home.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys hear me talk about this all the time, but strong families don't happen by accident. Lots of time in prayer, intentional time spent together, and teaching the values that really matter are what build strong families. It isn't easy, but Brave Books makes it a little bit easier. Brave Books believes in the power of the family unit to shape the next generation, and you guys know that's my jam. Their family book subscription includes a book per month with family activities and lessons that teach subjects like freedom versus communism, traditional gender identity, and the importance of being truthful. They are such great books, and your kids are going to love them. This is a great Christmas gift that will keep on giving well into the new year. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the promo code Heidi to save 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. That's bravebooks.com, coupon code Heidi. So mom, if you notice that your children are being disrespectful to you in my house, that was a deal breaker. Uh, If my children were disrespectful to me, there was going to be a consequence for that. Absolutely. And men, if you notice that your children are disrespecting their mother, nothing has a greater impact on your children when it, when it comes to their respect for their mother than for the dad to come alongside and say, oh no, 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 you don't ever talk to your mom that way. You don't ever get to disrespect your mother that way. When your mom asks you to do something, your answer is, yes, mom. This is exactly how we instill respect in our children. We demand it first of ourselves. We want to respect our children too in the way that we talk to them. We treat them with respect because they're human beings made in the image of God. But respect is exemplified in children when they don't insult their siblings when they don't uh, when they don't insult authority figures or even acquaintances, people that they have just met, but we want to um, we want to pick at them or whatever that is. So we want to teach our children to respect other people. And maybe that looks like giving them concrete examples of how to treat others the way that they want to be treated, right? This goes right back to scripture. And so teach your children those character traits that you see that God has put on your heart as parents. And grandparents, when you see, uh, you have a very short window of time in which to instill these these things in your children. And so take the time to do it. It's more important than a math lesson, more important than a geography lesson. We want our children to leave our homes with the tools that they need to be successful in this life. And uh, I'll tell you, I mean, all you got to do is take, you know, five minutes on TikTok and you'll see that respect and kindness and courtesy and honesty is at an all-time low in the country right now. And so I just want to encourage you, continue to reinforce those character uh, qualities in your children. When you notice that you're not exhibiting them, go back to your kids and say, you know what? I've been teaching you guys about kindness, and I realized today that what I said to you was unkind. Please forgive me. Your willingness to apologize to your children 
and make things right is going to go a whole long way as they continue to grow in what the Bible says is wisdom, not just stature, but wisdom. And that's what we want to train our children in. I told you guys that I had a word for 2024 and that word for me, there are actually two words. The first word is shine. And you heard me mention it really briefly on the podcast with Dr. Mark. So if you if you caught that, bravo, you heard me slip my word ahead of time. But I was asked back in, I think, October, November, if I could come up with a theme for the women's tea that they held at one of my favorite places in the whole world, which is Godspeed Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks. And so I was down there to speak for their women's tea, and I spoke on the theme of shine. What does it mean to shine uh, in the world? What does it mean to be a light for Christ? And we are we are living, I think, uh, I think you guys would agree with me, we are living in a very, very dark time, a dark time in the world, a dark time in, in the country. Every time I turn on the news, it's uh, frustrating for me. We're watching tens of thousands of illegals uh, pouring over our southern border. And I I look at that and I'm immediately frustrated and I'm and angry even. Like, what in the world? You know, this isn't happening in France. It's not happening. Well, if it is, it's not supposed to be happening. You can't have a country without a border. And then I thought to myself, how is my attitude? How can I shine in the midst of the darkness? How can I shine in the midst of uh, the lies that are being perpetrated against our children on social media and via the government school system and all of these, these places that are hurting our kids? How can we shine to other churches who have abandoned the truth of scripture and done exactly what the apostle Paul warned Timothy of, that they've abandoned the truth for a lie, that they see themselves as wise in their own eyes and they're no longer looking to scripture for the truth that they need? How can we shine in these circumstances? Well, the Bible teaches us that the way that we do that, first of all, is to lean into what we know to be true. So I want to encourage you to be the that light that God calls you to be, right? We, we grew up singing this little light of mine, right? I'm going to let it shine. Well, when you're frustrated, it's real hard to let your light shine, isn't it? But when we are when we are recognizing that we're just here for a little while, and that God has us here for a purpose. This is why I love so much the story of Esther and why I think it's so important that we lean into it in the new year. That no matter what happens in the new year, we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. I love this. The Apostle Paul said, you are therefore God's ambassadors as if he were making his appeal through you. As if God were saying to a broken, uh, weary world, come back to me come back to me. You know, we all sang the Christmas carol uh, this last month, the weary world rejoices, right? It's one of my favorite lines uh, in that song, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And I think, how can we be that thrill of hope as ambassadors for the Lord Jesus as we enter into a brand new year? And for me, it's going to be a renewed um, commitment to ask the Lord to help me check my own heart when I'm talking with people, when I meet them at conferences or even you know at the grocery store or wherever I am, that when people encounter me, they leave feeling like they had an encounter with Jesus. Not that I am Jesus, but that I have his spirit alive in me. And so I can bring joy and peace and hope and the fruits of the spirit 
to those that are around me. And so that is my word for 2024. I'd love to hear your word for 2024, uh, but I am planning on just asking the Lord to help me shine his light wherever I am, wherever God gives me opportunity to speak. I want to be an ambassador for Jesus. The other word I usually pick too, the other word that I picked was steadfast. And you guys know me. If you've ever been around me for more than half a second, you know, I have a love for alliteration. And so of course, the next word I thought of as I was praying this thing out and writing in my journal was steadfastness. The Bible teaches us that we are to be steadfast immovable, always abounding in grace, knowing that our labor for the Lord is not in vain. And if ever there was a time for God's people to need to be steadfast, now is that time. So what does it look like, men and women, to be steadfast in your marriages? What does it look like to be steadfast in your commitment to loving your spouse and to building that person up? What does it look like to be steadfast in your love for your families and in your love for your community? Uh, We have a tremendous opportunity right now uh, as the new year dawns to just sort of reflect on where God has us and the people that are in our lives. You guys have heard me talk a lot about jurisdiction here at the show, and it's because I believe so strongly that I think oftentimes when we struggle to uh, find our, our, our footing in this world, it's because we have stepped outside of our jurisdiction and we're trying to move in a sphere of influence that God hasn't asked us to move in. Then we wonder why we're frustrated. Well, I just want to encourage you that that steadfastness that God is asking of you, he's asking of it to you right now where you are. Steadfast in your marriage, steadfast in your commitment to understanding the word of God, to being in his word this year, steadfast in shining the light of Jesus Christ, this thrill of hope that this weary world needs so badly right now into the darkness. We have an opportunity to do that. So be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. You guys, the things that you do for the Lord are gonna tremendously impact not only your life, but the lives of your children. The legacy that you create right now and moving into 2024 is gonna bless generations. Did you know that Psalm 78, written by the psalmist Asaph, he talks about the generational impact that we can have. And he teaches us that our actions today, our decisions to follow the Lord, my decision to speak joyfully to my children, my decision to love my husband, to be faithful to him, my decision to share the gospel with the person that God lays on my heart or to speak hope and life uh, into the, uh, the ears of a young mother that needs to hear it. That decision, according to the Bible, will impact not one, not two, not three, but potentially four generations. And so I want to encourage you, lean into that as we enter into 2024. Teach your children what it means to walk with the Lord. And remember, as you do it, you can't pass on what you don't possess. And so we want to give our children out of an abundance of uh, of, of an overflow of the heart because we are walking with the Lord. And that is where blessing is found. You guys, if you haven't already picked up my MomStrong 365 devotion, I want to encourage you to do it. If you're watching this on video, you can see I've got it right here in my hands. I'm so excited about this book. It was a labor of love. So for every day of the year, there's a devotional 
and a scripture for you to uh, to jump into. This is Mom Strong 365, a daily devotional to encourage and empower everyday moms and grandmas. And I think you guys will love it. So lean into this, Mom Strong 365. Also, you can pick up the companion book, Becoming Mom Strong: How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. And don't forget, my brand new study in the book of Esther starts today. And you can join in that study with me by going to the Faith That Speaks community. And as you do that, you guys, as we enter into this new year, um, ask yourself if you need to be in the Word of God. If you're not in the Word of God every day, men and women, you need to be. If you're not on your on your knees before the Lord every day, spending some time with the one who made you and knows you and loves you, you need to be. And so lean into the Word of God with me. Join me at the Faith That Speaks community and ask yourself, if my faith found its voice in 2024, what would God have me say? You guys, we love you so much. Looking forward to spending 2024 with you. Reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. I'd love to hear from you. And you can support this ministry. Your financial commitment to supporting the work that we are doing here at Firmly Planted Family is allowing us to get this message into the homes of tens of thousands of people. And you can become a supporter by going to HeidiStJohn.com or Firmly Planted Family. Thank you guys so much for listening, for leaving reviews, and we want you to love your people well today. And I will see you right back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.